talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. This is Dana, dude. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, guys, it's time for some Cobra Kai love. <laughs> Cobra Kai love. But don't get too excited. We couldn't get Ralph Macchio. We tried to get Billy Zapka. We couldn't get... He wasn't available. We tried to get the Transpo drivers. They, they weren't free. And, you know, the third assistant director... Busy. So we have someone here. Hold on. Let me read this name. Her name is Courtney Hangler. You did it. Courtney. Okay. In all seriousness, Courtney plays Amanda LaRusso on Cobra Kai. She is probably, don't tell the other guys, she's probably my favorite actor on the show. She's so unbelievable. And I think what people are realizing is come for the guys. Stay for the Courtney. she, She is the backbone of this show. Courtney has become one of my BFFs on set, and I love her so much. She's also, uh, you've seen her on the show Mom, Big Bang Theory, but today, all we care about is what is in her fridge. Courtney, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan. Thanks, Dan. That was a very nice intro. I really didn't know which direction you were going to take this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have this kind of playful ribbing, and sometimes it gets really ugly, and... I feel like we're still trying to find the line, and there's been no... We haven't found it yet. We haven't found the line. I think it's funny. I have the same relationship with my brother-in-law, and um, it's like we both are just very quick to sarcasm and like to like one-up each other, but like I sincerely love him. Like If my, my sister divorced him, I think I'd be more sad that I lost <laughs> Chris <laughs> than, you know, like for my sister. Um, but like he'll, he'll never know. Like, I'll just yes. be like, yeah, I'll just let you have something really sarcastic about your hair today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way I so love. So anyway, this is how I feel about you. I'm, I'm like, I can't ever just say something nice to Dan, but I truly adore you. I think you're you're my favorite person on Cobra Kai, and you're not even there a lot. <laughs> no, I'm hardly there, which is, which is a testament to how, how awful everyone else is on set. <laughs> but yeah, we do have this thing where I feel like I do this with a lot of my friends, a lot of important people in my life is that we just keep going further and further on how like messed up our relationship is. And then eventually it's like, whoa, you can't you shouldn't have said that. And then we don't talk for two months. And then we find the equilibrium with you. I, yeah, again, I just don't know when we're going to find that line because yeah. we've said some pretty nasty stuff to each other. <laughs> And then we just like high five after. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're still cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. But I'm looking forward to the day that I stop talking to you for two months. Well, I think I might have found the main reason why we might stop talking to each other. And that uh-huh. is your fridge. <laughs> we, if you guys want to see Courtney's fridge, you can see it on my Instagram at standupdan. We're putting it on blast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share the screen now. So that you and I can look at this thing, okay. this monstrosity. <laughs> well, can we just can we just together. this by? Oh, I, here come is, the justifications. Here they come. This is not my normal fridge. I am on. Mm-hmm. I am on location, and mm-hmm. this is. I mean, I, I never do this. This is not me. I swear to God, I've never. Done I mean, this it's before. not. As soon as you were like, take a picture of your fridge, I was like, fuck. I was like, this is. <laughs> Because if people were curious what my real fridge looks like, I did do something, and uh, Netflix asked us to asked me to do some sort of promo for I can't remember. They gave me a bunch of dialogue. I didn't know what to do with it, so I did it from my fridge. And if you open, I open the doors, you can see. And once again, that was another mm-hmm. thing where people 
looked at that instead of commenting on whatever content I gave them, they were just like, oh, so you like vegan A's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got a hundred DMs about vegan A's. <laughs> All your justifications do nothing for what I'm looking at okay, right now. Okay, sure, sure, is, sure, sure. I'm looking at the saddest fridge I think I've seen. <laughs> it's definitely, okay, I, I don't want to sound sexist, but this is definitely the saddest woman's <laughs> fridge that we've had on the podcast. Because we've what had, does that we've had, mean? We've had a lot of men who have the most disgusting fridges you've ever seen in your life. Okay. But I expected, I expected more from you. All right. This is, I, you got, I understand. You don't ask for my pantry. I think my pantry is fascinating. Uh, That's no where the, cares, no, okay. All right. No, no one cares about you. Let's talk about my sad, sad fridge. Let's talk about the sad fridge. So the, the thing that strikes me as sad is that there's so few things in here that you kind of space them out <laughs> to give them their own, their own light. <laughs> and know. that is just so sad to me. You're like, <laughs> it's so true. That's exactly what I do. I'm like, it'll be like a chic boutique where we only carry four items. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it's like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, my fridge looks like Marshall's. You know, they just like, throw everything hot this is yeah. definitely like prada of Rodeo drive <laughs> thank you and i will take that as a compliment even though you don't mean it that way <laughs> so on the top row we've got the uh, let's call it the dairy ish section that's my, that's my dairy that's my dairy section yeah. that's your dairy section you've got the trader joe's feta cheese Delicious. which i love yeah. it's a very good feta cheese you got the faye yogurt faye? sure faye which is delightful are you? You're not Greek, are you? I'm not, but my old roommate and um, and and hottest friend I have is was Greek, and so she's taught me a lot about. Wait, old roommate and hottest friend I have is that what you said? Yeah, she's just I don't know how to how to explain it. <laughs> she, I used to live with her. Also, she's very appealing. <laughs> she's just a very sex, a very sexy woman to look at. Huh. Uh, yeah. I usually, when I'm talking about my friends, I don't speak of, the, I'm like, oh, that, that gift. Yeah. That was from my friend. He's, uh, he's got enormous pecs. Good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, She'll probably be very insulted. She's like, I am an entrepreneur. I sell olive oil. I'm like, yes, all those things. Also, you've got lips that won't quit. So let's just put that out there. Um, anyway. Which is probably because of the dairy. The, the Greeks, the Greek <laughs> dairy is all very healthy, very good for you. I feel yeah. like all my Greek friends have very good skin. Yes, she's like, glorious skin, glorious, stupid skin. I hate her. Yeah, she sucks. Yeah, she sucks. And then what is in this Tupperware next to the feta cheese on the top there? That would be a half an onion. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, like, what are you going to do with the rest of the onion? You, you got to wrap it up or else it just starts to sprout a new onion in this place. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you, I usually put mine in uh, in plastic wrap because this... Again, just seems to me like you don't have, you're not making enough food to actually use a Tupperware for what it's used for. So you're just using it for other stuff. Like maybe you put like no. your remote control in your Tupperware or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I think plastic wrap is actually wasteful. I try to not use as much as the rest of my thing is covered plastic, but I try not to use as much. Oh, okay. Now, Dad, I'm trying to be responsible. Now I feel like the asshole. Yeah, you're a jerk and you're killing the planet. Thanks, Dan. I am, but my fridge looks a lot better. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Uh, okay, now we have the spring water. Now you've got one of these. That's not, that came that came with the house. That came with, and I just figured if there was some emergency, you got to keep a jug of spring water in there. Yeah, because it's one of those. It's one of those huge ones that you put on. You know, that has like its own spigot, and however yep. you have it on its side, and the water level. Because it doesn't. The water level seems to be below the spigot, so it won't even work. 
Sam, you really get in here. All right. Yeah, it does. But I don't, that's not the water. It's my emergency. Shut up, Sam. What else? <laughs> okay. Now, second row, we've got the eggs. Good eggs. I actually yeah. love these eggs. They're they're called Peter and Gerd and Jerry's. They, and Jerry's. They're, it's a Whole Foods thing, and I love them. And they're dumb expensive, but they're dumb great and delicious. They've got they like are, orange yolks, which is great. I find – here's my thing. with I continue to buy them. I always find with one out of three – every three eggs has something in it that like – I don't think you find in like super like non-organic eggs, what like the eggs I grew up on. Like there's always like, like someone be like, oh yes, that's where it was fertilized. <laughs> like it's, or like, oh, that's a, it's just like always something like an extra a red ball, some something odd in, in a Pete and Jerry uh, Oh, egg. like embryotic, like embryo weird stuff? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like varying color and texture and size, but there's always something in every three. So, and I make eggs every day. So yeah. it's always like... What a what? And I just <laughs> pretended, and I just scoop it out and pretend it didn't exist. <laughs> well, I think the fresher anyway. the eggs, the more you get those weird anomalies on the inside. Because, like, is that true? We, yeah, because when you get like super industrial eggs, like they're all exactly the same. There's no blood on the inside. But yeah, the fresh ones, there's always like a treat. It's like a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> mm-hmm. You never know yeah, sure. what you're going to get For at sure. the end of it. But I always, I will say, I, I do, I do go the extra mile and pay the extra couple bucks for eggs just because. The difference between, and this is going to make me sound like a good person, the difference between how the chickens are treated from like shitty egg places and like from like the organic egg places is dramatic. And if I can yeah. keep a chicken out of a little box with th- for $3 more, I think that's a worthy expense. I agree. I 100% agree. Oh my God, we're friends again. Thank you, Pete and Jerry, for bringing Dan and I together. <laughs> Thanks, Pete and Jerry. What is in the, is that a prosciutto-ish situation next to the Pete and Jerry's? That is a... I believe a piece of halibut. Oh, 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 bonjour. Yeah, I yeah. Got, I got all, I got all fishy. Honestly. Ooh, fancy fish. <laughs> I love a halibut. How do you make your halibut? I have, I have a wonderful. I'll actually send it to you. I have a wonderful recipe where it's like basted in butter, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you roast it. You roast it in butter. Please send me. You can just, te- you can just text that to me. You don't need to send it to me. <laughs> just text me the word butter. Butter. Put it on your fish. Speaking of butter, you got, you got, you got a healthy butter drawer here on the top right. I'm yes. seeing Kerrygold represented. Is that what that yeah. is? Are those yes, two different is. kinds of Kerrygold? No, it's just a lot of Kerrygold. Um, I'm living by myself right now. I'm married with two children. My husband. Humble brag. She's just, got a family. Humble brag. I have a family that I abandoned for three months <laughs> for Ralph Macchio. So um, <laughs> totally worth it. Um, yeah, but delightful. my husband does not um, touch butter he's like it hurts his belly he's very sensitive he's a very simple eater and so the moment i have any sort of freedom i'm just like get the butter get all the butter we're making everything in butter hence the halibut (laughs) my butter recipe (laughs) everything is made with butter is he an ashkenazi is he an ashkenazi jew that sounds he is he is 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 that that a thing (laughs) i swear i didn't know that i just guessed it off of that well the dairy doesn't sit well with my belly oh (laughs) pesach is coming up that's that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that is that's the entire family it's the entire kind sign but particularly him and i would for my love i i do the cooking in our family and i will always try to sneak it in and he'll be like did you did you put butter in this and like it's going to be a fight for a few days and <laughs> i used to lie because i'm like it's in his head it's fine uh, but then like he'll be like on the toilet for- <laughs> like oh i'm like oh i guess it's a thing <laughs> it's oh. usually the other way around with Hollywood actress couplesy things where like it's the it's the actress who doesn't want to have the uh, full fat butter and the faye and all that, but no, it's the other way around. No, 
just in this relationship. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think butter is the one thing I, I don't ever want to live without. No, I People love can, butter. You can hold your cheese, but I really love my butter. I love my butter. <laughs> I'm a little Paula Dean up in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've been living in Atlanta for too long. I like it. That's true. You've got your time here. What is this next to the time? That's my veganaise. Veganaise. Oh, is that vegan mayonnaise? That's disgusting. How do vegan. they make that? I, I don't ask. I don't <laughs> ask. I don't know. I've gotten so used to it that regular mayonnaise tastes weird to me now, really? which is unfortunate. But my husband won't touch mayonnaise. So if I'm going to do anything, I started using veganaise. And now I don't, I don't know what real mayonnaise tastes like anymore. And I love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise, too. I've been, there's this brand I've been gravitating towards called Kensington, Sir Kensington's. Yeah, I saw it. I bought their uh, Dijon mustard. All their stuff is so good. And they're not paying me to say that. They're not paying (laughs) me to say that. Neither is Pete and Jerry's. We're giving a lot of free press to (laughs) Pete and Jerry's, to, uh, you know, to to Kerrygold, to Onions, to, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We're not getting any money from Big Onion. So, by the way, you, I, you, you're you noticing that I'm going in a circle in your fridge because there's one thing that I want us to end on, and I'm I not know. I'm not going to get to it yet. But the, So let's get to the oat milk. I've been nerding out on oat milk as well lately. I've been do, putting that in my coffee. I kind of like it. Yeah. It's a little out of character. Well, it's out of character. I, I like your fridge, actually, because it's similar to mine where you've got some things that are hippy-dippy and then some things that are like, uh-uh, we're going full fat. Yeah. Um, what were you using before you were using oat milk? Just uh, whole milk. Just whole milk. Okay. Yeah. So you were never like a milk alternative person. <sighs> no, not really. I think I, I did almond milk for a while. Mm-hmm. But the froth that I get from the oat milk, I I, I enjoy a lot more for my for my for my morning cappuccino, my morning cortado. Do, I'm sorry, do you really do that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I might be a guest star on Cobra Kai, but I live like a series regular. <laughs> I Brett obviously was on our show, um, and. <laughs> He was talking about you. Uh, we were ta- well. I was I was mentioning how I listened to their to your episode with him and um, and how I was going to be on it. And he was just like, "The guy who orders a glass of wine at a strip club. Who goes to a strip club and gets a glass of wine?" And I and I was like, "Ha ha ha!" And I was like, "Um, kind of me. Um, I would be curious. Like maybe they'd surprise you and be like, oh, actually, we have this '94 uh, uh, Um Anyway, so I get you, Dan. You know, I get you I, and <laughs> the things that make you happy. We did. Brett and I went to a strip club while we were in Atlanta, and I did. I ordered the I ordered the the red wine. Uh, it came out of a jug, like a moonshine jug, which should have been my first warning. I was sick the next morning from the strip club wine. How much wine did you have? Okay, here's the thing. I've been like living in LA and New York, which has been on complete lock. And it was like my first time in like a city that wasn't like, that was like kind of open. And so I went a little nuts. Like it was crazy. And, you know, thankfully I am vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. So I wasn't. Oh, mazel tov. So I was just like. I was going hard, <laughs> but, going hard. but going hard. I haven't like partied in a while and I can't drink hard liquor anymore. I don't know if you can. I can't no. do it anymore. I don't know if it's I, I think like after I turned 40, I was like, OK, we're done. And I just like I can't do it. So I just drink red wine now, but I drink good red wines at home. And so now we went to like his friends, like, you know, 
crazy club and then we went to like the strip club. So he's got all these friends with clubs in Atlanta. I right? know. Like, what Red- are you doing tonight? <laughs> Fred- I know a guy at uh, Red Titties. You, uh, you like Red? <laughs> <laughs> Come to Red Titties. They're going to take care of you. Go to Red Titties. Tell them Brett sent you. It's going to be great. hundred <laughs> percent. So he takes me to places like Red Titty and I still, you know, I want my Nebbiolo, but no, I'm getting... <laughs> whatever swill they have and uh it did not turn out well for me but you do have you do have a a a nice little wine drawer here you got some nice whites here i'm assuming i do i don't drink white often uh the the kind people who rent me this house with the adorable kitchen um they they provided it for they were like here and I was like, oh, I never, I will never turn down wine. If, even if you give me shitty wine, I will yeah. never turn it down, like a bottle. I'm oh like, my I God. never know when you're going to need a bottle of wine. You got to go to Red Titties. They have a, <laughs> they have a wine you're going to turn away. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And there's a bottle of red in there that I keep. Oh, you chill your reds in the fridge, huh? I do if I open them. I'm not oh, got it. usually there, no, but only when they're open to kind of keep the freshness. I don't know if that really works, but I find it does. I don't know if it does either, but I like it. I, I'm i sold on it. I'm a wino. Wait, you are a wine, but you so you drink mostly red. Yeah. Yeah, same. I've... I, that's that's all I drink basically. Is there a, is there a varietal that you uh, tend to uh, gravitate towards? I'm partial to the California Cabernet. I like a big hearty wine that will slap you in the face. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What do you drink? You know, I lo- I'm starting to love your palate, Courtney. As much as it pains me to give you a compliment, I'm starting to love. I'm married, so <laughs> you need to just back the fuck off. Um, Listen, you can have all the butter you want when you're with me. <laughs> Wait, Courtney, why did you why did you leave your husband, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, you don't understand. He took me to Red Titties. He wooed me over some butter and some wine, and I didn't. Next thing I know, my kid's got a new daddy. Uh. <laughs> I I like the. I mean, because again, big cabs are like you've got a lot of things that are very like like a big a big California cab to me. I associate with like you know. Steak. Steakhouse manly men, like guys yeah. guys who take their Lipitor and, and have a, a side piece. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was a side piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I met my husband. <laughs> He's 73. <laughs> uh, I love a big cab. I do need a big steak with that baby, though. But I've been, yeah, again, I've been drinking more like dainty, like elegant, low alcohol like what? wines. I like Beaujolais. Oh. I like a good Beaujolais. Pinot Noirs. Oh, yeah. I, I want to like those wines, but I, I feel like I need, it's like kind of like, I could never do iced coffee. I was, I don't drink coffee anymore, but when I did, I was like French press, like super dark, rich, and like anything lighter than that or iced coffee, I was just like, Bleh. Yeah. And like it just tastes like acid. And that's how I kind of feel about lighter wines. But I feel like I, I get need it. to- I, I need to expand my palate. I do. It'll slowly happen. It'll slowly. Ha- Although I don't know, who cares? Like if you like that, I'm just old. stick with it. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm done learning. I think, I think where we are, we're done learning. <laughs> We've reached our peak. But there is one thing that I would like to hopefully yeah. impart upon you. Okay, Courtney, mm-hmm. you are an international <laughs> star now. That's you not, are on. That's not true. That is very true because <laughs> I'm getting. If I'm getting fan mail from Pakistan for Cobra Kai, <laughs> and I'm in like two episodes a season, you people are going nuts for you all over the world. You're on the number one show in Netflix's history. I mean. And then on this third row of your fridge, like a sad, sad, <laughs> like a sad background actress, <laughs> you've got... <laughs> 
the Delta <laughs> snack pack that you got from Delta <laughs> that is already opened and you brought it off the plane. They fly us first class, guys. They fly us first class on Cobra Kai. And then first class gives you these little boxes of snack pack that have like, you know, like a vacuum sealed hummus that's like a third rate hummus. And like the cheese spread that's, you know, got all the artificial stuff in it. Courtney <laughs> grabbed that, put it in her bag, and came off the plane with it. What is God? And but even worse, I put it in the fridge. I mean, <laughs> I think that maybe speaks to my crazy. Um, I guys, star stars, they're you know they're just like <laughs> they're us. Just like us. <laughs> well, I, I I I do hate to waste. I grew up with my my nana um and who you know was a depression era baby and she didn't get rid of anything and it, it's like much to my husband's horror because he's like see something like moldy and fridge he's like is this i should throw this out and i was like no 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 i think we can just yeah yeah just let me scrape that off like i won't get rid of anything <laughs> and so especially like the world of first class is very fancy to me even yes. even now though in the covid world it's not nearly as as exciting as it used to be because there was like warm chocolate chip cookies there would be like a full meal with real silverware like it was very fancy i, I don't know often get to do it only for this show do i ever get to fly first class and my husband's like if you know you trade in your first class ticket they'll give you two coach tickets and then you can go back and i'm like why would i ever do that why would i ever do my husband has literally flown in the back they'll give him a first class ticket and he'll be like no i'm gonna cash mine in and get more flights and he'll be back there with the kids and i was like you're crazy i'm getting a cookie um so it's a very it's a very big deal to be to fly first class and then they give you these things and and i'm like well what am i just gonna throw it in well maybe i'll eat the hummus or maybe i'll just put it in the fridge maybe if someone comes over during covid they'll want my oh yeah that's what you're gonna give your guests that's what courtney gives her guests when they come over is the snack box from the plane guys oh, i hate to waste it i hate to can waste i them. i will tell you though one of the toughest uh this is gonna okay get ready for the most like white collar problem ever but one of the hardest things of the pandemic for me is how first class travel has changed it used to be so lovely. All the fun little—they don't even serve coffee anymore. I mean, it's like you can't get a—you can't get a hot drink. I asked for hot water, and they said no. Nope. And no. I'm like, this is first class. God damn it! <laughs> You're supposed to be bending to my will. Um, that is not the case anymore. And they were like, "Well, we'll give you another tapas box because we saw that you just put that one in your bag, miss." <laughs> <laughs> all right, deal. <laughs> oh, I know. So uh, no, yeah. but it's all good. I think it's going to come back soon. It'll come back soon. I hope. Have you been exploring the Atlanta food scene now that you've you're, you you live down there for most of the year? Uh, not most of the year. For three months out of the year, <laughs> I I'm so we, because we have two kids. We never. My husband and I never really got to go anywhere, you know. And if we did, it was like a big deal, and we had to like barter like our liver to like find someone to watch our kid. You know, it was always and so. You know, we tried to do things that like we could bring the kids to, which yeah. is, you know, not always. But I love the food. I have ambitions to go, but now it's COVID times. Although you wouldn't know in Atlanta. Yeah. They don't give a they don't, they don't give an F. COVID doesn't that. exist I'm, in Atlanta. Does not exist. Masks don't exist. It's just a free for all of crazy. I feel crazy. I'm like, oh, so I look like an insane person walking around with like my, my stuff on. Your face uh, feels. I'm, I'm right in Inman Park. Are you familiar with Inman Park when you were here? Yes. Inman Park is great. Isn't that where the, that Barcelona tapas bar yes. is? Yes. Yes. 
So I'm right on the strip with that has great restaurants. There's yeah. like an oyster bar and there's a little French play and there's this and there's a tapas and there's this, there's a Mexican play. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I, all I want to do is go and sit with wine and but I'm terrified because it's so packed and I am not vaccinated at this juncture. Yeah. So I just order takeout and like a uh, crazy person and like get up, <laughs> sneak in and grab it and run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now is the part of the show where we get to the questions that I ask every guest on the show. I'm very excited okay. to see what your answers are because I'm realizing a lot about your food stuff that actually makes me make you, believe it or not, makes me love you even more than I already love oh, you. Oh my God, this is, I, I, I do have a lot of anxiety about how you're base, judging me based on my food. Because people who call themselves, and by the way, it's, it's maybe my pet peeve in life is the word foodie. I think it's, it I sounds know. so wildly pretentious. And, and, if someone's calling someone else a foodie, it always like I'm always like shut up. But if someone else calls themselves a foodie, I'm like oh sh- 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 shut your go oh, bye. I'm like shut your dick off is what I was about to say. <laughs> shut your dick off. <laughs> I'm I'm killer with the insults. <laughs> oh my god, left and right. I just sound so crazy. But someone like yourself who is a foodie, if we will use that word, foodie adjacent, you can say maybe that'll be a, fo- a food a food aficionado. Foodettes. Um, I, uh, I feel like I get really nervous cause I, I feel like it just, it's like they've experienced so much. You've traveled, you know, you're a little more cultured. You are willing to try the bone marrow that's been marinated and, you know, human feces. I don't know something exotic that they do in another part of the world. Wait, what is it that you think a foodie is? They marinate bone marrow <laughs> and human feces. <laughs> Now I see why you hate the word. No, I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. Maybe Urban Dictionary. Let's check. (laughs) 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 No, but I'm with you. I'm with you though. I uh, I I do this bit about how the word foodie is so pretentious. Like, if you want to see how pretentious it it is, try explaining what it means to someone from a third world country. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) oh, I'm a foodie. What does that mean? Yeah, I really, really, really (laughs) like food. Oh. I also really, really, really like food. I am also a foodie. It's like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) Fantastic. What is your earliest food memory? Earliest food memory is probably, uh, I despise green beans. Hmm. I, to this day, I try to try them every so often to be like, maybe that palate has changed. But I was so scarred as a child. And my parents were the kind of parents that would not let you leave the table until everything was finished. Like it was that household. So I, my earliest food memories, we had the circular table in our kitchen. I didn't want to eat the green beans. My parents were making me. And I remember just taking them out of like chewing them and like slyly taking them out of my mouth and shoving them in this like little, little part of the table. There was like, I don't know. It was like this underneath. There was like this little alcove and I would just shove the, I would just like slowly just put them and, and for, I feel like years in my memory, it was years. That's how I handled my green beans. It was just, and that was my first food memory of being like green beans. Oh my God. And you still hate them. And I still don't like them. I'm, I'll make them occasionally for my kids. Cause I don't want them to have my hangups just because I don't like them. My husband's like, these are delicious. Try them. I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Is it cause they're too fibrous? Maybe. Cause I get that. The texture, the taste, the, all of it. Um, I just can't get on board. I've never been a fan of like raw green beans. I always feel like that's like, yeah, like I'm like I'm chewing mulch a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. What is your okay? Ready? You're on death row. You went to yeah. a restaurant. You said green beans on the side. They put them in your salad niçoise, and you fucking grabbed your knife. You stabbed the server. 
and now mm-hmm. you're going to die. You're on death yeah. row. What is Accurate. your death row meal? Okay, it's big, but I wanted to like, I, I, I won't be able to eat all in one sitting. So it's coming up to be one of these like one long, continuous, ridiculously all day dinners. Um, like you're getting executed on Wednesday. It starts on Monday, the dinner. I'd want to start with like a tuna tartare. Mm. Or a like a or a crispy rice situation, you know, crispy rice with like tuna on the top. You know how they do that? Yeah, like the sushi like the Katsuya I love that sushi thing. Yeah, yeah, like maybe something like that, something along those lines, something light but fun. Um, and then I don't know if this restaurant still exists in LA or like maybe they moved. It used to be on Beverly Medeo's. Do you know Medeo's? Yes, Medeo's is like a fancy pants pasta place. A lot of the cele- a lot of the hot celebs love to go there. <laughs> it did it changed locations, but now it's actually back on Beverly. So you're you oh. can go back. Yes. Okay, good. They have a bolognese. Yeah. Have you ever had it? They're very famous for the bolognese. It's delightful. It's the best. And I I have a hard time coming to terms with eating veal. Or anything that's a baby animal, and yeah. and I have done it at both times. I've given birth to my children, and my husband's like, "Whatever you want to eat, I'll go get it for you." And I'm like, "I want the veal! Like I just gave birth to a tiny baby, but give me the bolognese." <laughs> they, it's just, and every time I have it, I'm like, "It's it's not going to be as good as I remember." I probably built it up in my head, and every time, it's the best fucking thing I've ever put in my mouth. Um, so then it would be the bolognese from Medeo. Well, I'll tell you this. Let me just say, the bolognese from Medeo is so delicious. That if that little veal that was trapped in a box growing up could taste how good it was going to be, I think it would be okay with the situation. He'd be like, put me in the box. Put me in the box. I like what they're, what they're going to do with me. This is horrible. It's horrible. It really does. It, it does conflict with my soul, but it tastes that. I mean, obviously, I haven't had a very long time, but it was very good. I feel the same way about foie gras. If the, if the goose knew how good oh. its liver was going to taste, it'd be like, all right, force feed me. Let's do this. Yeah, I have a hard time with that one, too. I remember someone gave it to me before I knew what it was and then yeah. knew how they made it so delightful. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, don't ask, don't tell. Okay. After the bolognese. And then after that, I'm like, I'm like, so I'm a vegetarian. And then it's a steakhouse and it's like a filet medium with maybe like i usually like my fillets just simple with you know, salt pepper just keep it simple but i do like a side of um not hollandaise what's the one that's like hollandaise but not hollandaise oh bernays bernays yes. a side of bernays and maybe some like truffle french fries but like good truffle french fries not the shitty truffle french fries yes. where they're just like oh we sprinkled a little and yeah oil on it um and like cream spinach or fried brussels sprouts love by the way, Bernays mm. sauce is quickly becoming one of my favorite sauces. I've been making it, and oh. it's it's basically just egg yolks, shallots, a little vinegar, some tarragon, which is what I love uh, yes. the best about it, and mm. a lot of butter. And it's fucking like the best for any steak that's become my go-to side. Love it. Do you use it for anything else? No, not really. I you actually do eat a lot of steak. Wait, you eat a lot of meat. I did it once on halibut. And it was awesome because oh. halibut's very like steaky Meaty. fish. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it's work a, on that. It's so fantastic. Done. You can come make me some. <laughs> I'll come make you some. <laughs> Courtney, why'd you leave your husband? He made me Bernays sauce. <laughs> Dan is. <laughs> I am a simple woman with needs. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> Bernays sauce is so, so delicious and very easy to make. To make it, honestly, just Google a recipe. But I want to tell you about its history which I guess you could also Google, but just humor me. My favorite steak sauce was, much like penicillin, created by accident. It was discovered by chef Jean-Louis-Francoise Collinet, who also, by the way, mistakenly invented puffed potatoes. This guy's like the Jonas Salk of cooking.
All right, back to Courtney. What is the best high-end meal you've ever had? I know this question. I I feel like maybe it was my first trip to Mastro's Steakhouse. And I don't even know. Is is Mastro's considered high? I mean, it's a steakhouse. Is that considered high-end? Totally. Because you know why? Because they make their steaks in butter. Yes. (laughs) It's 100% why it was. And I think it was the first time I had a steak like that. That it was just so. I was like, why is this so delicious? (laughs) They're like. <laughs> Carry gold. <laughs> I was like, ah. Um, yeah. That was probably maybe my. I think. I think so. That's a great one. Yeah, Mastro's is an awesome steakhouse in LA. It comes up a bunch on the pod. Does it? Yeah, Mastro's should start sponsoring Green Eggs and Dan. I think they should get in there if they knew how much you make meat. I feel like you guys are a perfect, perfect like little couple. It's funny. I don't eat a lot of meat, but when I do, I go. I go nuts. I literally feel like anytime I open Instagram, it's just like you with like a porterhouse. And you should be like, so today is Wednesday and I decided to bathe with my porterhouse. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just not posting all the pictures of me eating raw arugula with nothing on it, which is literally what I probably eat most of the time, most of the day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's just like I'd get a handful of arugula, throw some other veggies. Like that's I, I'm eating vegetarian most of the time. But then when I go nuts, like the other day I had a. 210 day dry aged ribeye that my butcher buddy like gave me i went to go buy some other stuff at the butcher and he's like hey dan i forgot that this was even in the aging cabinet it's 210 days it's probably gonna kill you but i'll give you a steak if you want it i was like give me that steak (laughs) did you wait did you make it i did it was it was wild i mean i would say the only issue is you know the more you age it the less you know all the water comes out of it that's what gives it that concentrated steakhouse flavor yeah this was like petrified wood it was like a solid brick of meat and to the point where like when i was cooking it i usually like will you know stab at it with my finger so that i know how well done it is but it was just like solid as a rock the whole time I was like, oh, my God, I think this is well done. And I cut into it and it was like completely raw on the inside. I was like, whoa, this is nuts. But it was amazing. Like the flavor was like so intense. It was like a it was like an aged cheese almost. But the texture was did that. Was it it weird or it wasn't super tender? It was. Yeah, it was a little more dense. It was a little more dense. I I think it's probably a little too much. 60 day dry age is my limit. Okay, now I know. Now, you know. What is the best low-end meal you've ever had? This could be a street taco, a street hot dog. street tacos. Street tacos. tacos, yeah. Carne asada tacos, which is uh, like cilantro and onions on it. That's all I want. That's all I eat. Yeah. That's, honestly, I'm like, I don't eat that much meat. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, except for last night, the bag back there, that was from the tacos I had last night. For real? Yeah. I love I it. Have a pro- I have a problem. No, yeah. tacos are not a problem. They're the best. Treat me tacos. Is that your favorite drunk food? That's probably my favorite drunk food um i don't i don't know if i have a favorite drunk food it's literally anything that's in anything sounds delicious when i'm drunk savory or sweet or or either uh probably savory yeah probably but you need the balance i'm not a salty sweet person i don't i'm not the person who puts m&ms in their popcorn like that's my husband's move and i'm just like that's disgusting m&ms in the popcorn you really should leave this guy i'm telling you (laughs) sure he's a great dad and a wonderful provider but come on (laughs) m&ms in the popcorn people like the salty sweet it's not my thing but i like i like od on salty and be like i need something sweet and then like od on something sweet and then be like i'm gonna vomit and that's my and i am attractive And my husband is lucky to be with me. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Now I feel like you're you've got such a trashy side to you. I might see you. At, <laughs> I might see you uh, 
Serving wine at the Red Titty one of these days. God willing. God willing. All this is leading up to (laughs) a job at the Red Titty. Do you have a favorite hangover cure? I don't know if it's a cure. I just go for the complete opposite of what I usually crave is like salads. Mm. I feel like when I'm hungover, like the last thing I want is like people are like, oh, you need to have an egg sandwich. And they say it like that. I need to have an egg sandwich with cheese, something fried, maybe some potatoes that have been basted in lard. Um, I don't. I'm like, give me like a crisp, like... Like, give me, like, an iceberg lettuce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, really? That's, that's what I crave when I'm hungover. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I am I am in the former camp. I am the, the truck driver that apparently you ask for <laughs> advice on what to have. <laughs> Here's what you need, Courtney. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you have a favorite celebrity chef or, or food personality? This can be, you know, like a food host or it can be a, you know. I, uh, you'd think it. Would, would be um, Paula Dean as much as I love butter. Um, yeah. And I have and I have made a few of her recipes. So I like Ina Garden. Garden? Garden? Yeah. Garten? I think Ina Garden is the... Uh... I, right. So I don't say her name. So I love her and I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's probably my favorite too. I've been dying to get her on is the she? podcast. Yeah. <gasps> oh, if you do, can I just... Can I be like Andrew and just like... <laughs> just... <laughs> watch she's gonna be like oh is that your sound editor nope that's courtney nope. hangler she's just, just a fan just a fan <laughs> she... i love your roasted chicken <laughs> she yeah. I, I do love her roasted chicken but her vibe is so like she's got such a she's got such a sexiness about her she does she's like i mean i'm i, I aside from college i'm not i'm not I'm prone to being attracted to women but if i was i'm oh i i'm like i would never go for like the like this skinny like uh, you know what i guess what is it today said i i want like someone sensual and like curvy you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. what women like when women do that and that's like her i feel like she's like kind of just like always like and i just did this and we just put this and oh he's gonna love this and i'm yeah. just you know whatever she's saying and i'm like yeah okay all right i'll, I'll, I'll yeah. eat those green beans then i will eat your green beans <laughs> i know get in there oh, she's just she like she's she's like, mm, jeffrey's on his way back from the city <laughs> yeah. he's gonna love my roast chicken <laughs> You're gonna love it too. It's like oh she's my a very God. gentle voice. I, I know. know, and you do. <laughs> I do. No, her and her recipes are probably. Here's the problem: a lot of like a lot of fancy pants chefs will put out cookbooks that are just so fucking complicated and hard to do. Yes. And they're like, "This is a. You're gonna need an immersion blender, and you're gonna need a a French sous vide machine." And hers are like, you can make them with things that you have in your house, and they're yes. They always turn out good. They always turn yes. out great. I have literally every one of her cookbooks, and she had one that just came out recently, and I was like on the wait list for like a creeper. I was like, and I'm like, I don't think there's any like new recipes in there. I don't think she's like, and I was like, yeah, I know, but I like to have them all in my possessions. Like, so just hold them and look through her stuff. <laughs> yeah, her, her cookbooks are definitely like jumping the shark a little bit. Like, she just has to like come out with one new one every year, and now it's like uh, recipes for when you're in line at the DMV, and you're like, all right, Ina, I don't know. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll still buy it. I'll still buy it because I'm a fan. But all right, (laughs) stretch. It's true. It's true. But she's got me. Yeah, we have so much in common, Dan. We really do. I mean, I'm not surprised. We love each other, which is why we we love to hate on each other. It's true because we know we can take it, and we know. And I think I think part of the love is just trying to one up the other one. Yeah, I think. think (laughs) Yeah. It is. It's fun. We're gonna our relationship will die a fiery death in the next couple of years, probably. Sweet. So looking forward to it. What is your desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. There's one food potato. you can eat for the Whoa. Potato. I didn't even get the question out. Potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, I think the potato is so versatile. That's true. You can do a lot with a potato. And I love a potato. I mean, I... I, th- I don't understand people who are like, I need a protein to feel full. Like, proteins never fill me up. I feel like protein's like jello. Like, I could eat, you know, like they say there's always room for jello. I feel like you could always just like eat more steak <laughs> or yeah. like eat more chicken. It never fills me up. But like a potato, I'm like, done. Like, yeah. I feel satiated. I'm good. I feel like a potato would be my move. A potato's great. Do you like a roasted potato, a boiled potato, or a baked potato? I mean, are we, is that, are that my limitations? No. I would, I'm, I'm, just... I'm like, you could French, you could French fry. I'm like bubble gump over here. I'm like, you could French fry a potato, you could julienne <laughs> potato, you could hash browns, home fries, paper tots. Like, let's get, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> you are the farthest gump of potatoes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my resume. Um, <laughs> Special skills. Forest yes. gumping um, potatoes. I like my my hot sexy friend Anastasia, who is Greek, which is why I know yeah. Greek things. Uh, she makes a uh, lemon potatoes, and that's kind of a Greek lemon potatoes are are good because they mm. have the balance. You know, they're like starchy, but they got a little lemony zip. Yeah, you know, lately I'm into the smashed potato. You know, when they make a, it's like when they smash a potato and then they cook it in the oven with oil and it gets crispy on all the edges. Oh, yeah. I think I tried to do that once and it came out terrible. So I just pretended it never existed. Most of the time when I try it, it comes out shitty too. But at restaurants, they do, they get it right. Thank God. <laughs> they do it right there. I'm sure Ina right. gets it right for Jeffrey. Jeffrey's favorite is smashed potatoes. Ooh, you're about to get smashed. <laughs> just a little smash. Is there a... Is there a food that you cannot stand eating? You just hate it. Green beans. That's right. We said that already. And eggplant. Oh, Courtney, we were doing so well. Eggplant's my mushrooms. (gasps) Yeah, no, I know. Oh my god. I know. know. Courtney, I have this thing where I don't trust people who don't drink and who don't eat mushrooms. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because it just says to me that you're you're you you like to limit yourself sensorily, because. I get the texture. It's got a sponginess to it, but just lean into the sponge, girl. It seems like you don't like spongy foods, like eggplant spongy, mushrooms. Are no, spongy. that's uh, no. It's not. It's not a texture thing with them. It's a mental thing. I think when when I was a kid and I discovered what they were, and it was like a fungus thing. Like it never left my brain, and so I can never get over that. I yeah. don't. Although I'll, I'll do I'll do truffle I'll do truffles all day long. <laughs> Oh my god! So it's you just, know. just the commoners' mushrooms that you don't that you have no interest the peasanty, in. No, uh, <laughs> the peasanty no. portobello. Oh God forbid! <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't can't get on board. Oh, I know. That's okay. I still love you. These are my faults. These are my faults. This is the last question, which is my favorite question. Yes. What is your restaurant pet peeve? Well, I will preface this by saying I was a server for like longer than I've probably been a woman. Like I've <laughs> been, I've been in the service industry a very long time. Really? In LA? In LA, in New York, I, you know, in Long Island, I, I, I have a shift over at Red Titties and <laughs> the line cooking. And the I line I gotta cook, go. The <laughs> line Red Titties does a brunch that's fantastic. <laughs> you gotta see. <laughs> so I, I have a, a, a weird amount of sympathy for servers. Mm. Um, where, where I'm actually like apologizing for existing. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't, you know, I want to make sure everyone at my table, like knows their order. My husband asked a million questions. He's like, let me ask you a question. And he's just like, would you like this one? And he was like, he's like the pot pie or the asparagus. They're like, kind of not the same. You can't really compare. So like, he'll like get into it. I'm like, can we just like make it clear? She's got other tables. She's got other tables. But that being said, because I have such sympathy and I'm always like, I want to like keep it like, I'm always like pre-busting my table. <laughs> like just like trying to make life easy for all servers. I hate when they try to upsell me. 
Mm. I just, I, my, my first serving gig was at a TGI Fridays in Massapequa, Long Island. Nice. And uh, their thing was like, an upsell. You know, if they say they want a Long Island iced tea, make sure you say, do you want that? An ultimate Long Island? Iced? And it was like a thing. And it just <laughs> felt so, I, I run with such guilt anyway. I never want to make somebody do something they don't want to. I don't right. ever want to like, you know, take somebody's money. Like I would give back tips if I thought like, I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I don't. That's too much. Like I have a weird guilt that runs through me. I got to work on that. Um, but I hate when someone tries to be like, mm -hmm, and the, like, like a snotty server, you know, who like does it so like under the radar. They're like, okay, so then you'll do that with the blah, blah, blah. Oh. And you're like, uh -huh, wait, does it? Does it cost more money? And then you don't oh. want to be the asshole who's like, I'm at this fancy restaurant, but does that cost more money? Oh my God. I'm with you. I am that asshole. I will, I will absolutely be like, is this going to be dumb? Like I went to a sushi thing last night with a friend of mine two nights ago. And they, I wanted to get a sake, and she was like, "Try these two. And I tried to the two of them. And the one that I wanted, or that I initially looked at, was like seventy bucks for a bottle. And then the other one, I liked that one more. And I was like, "I like this one." She's like, "Okay, great." And she was like walking. I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, get, hey, <laughs> get back over here. How much is that bottle? Like, I, I think it's, but I think that's how much a, was it? It was in the same range. It was okay. Okay. But I think it's also like I think you're right. That is such a poor because then. I get it bums me out so much for the whole experience when I'm like, I feel like they're trying to pull a fast one on me. Yeah. Or just I mean, I feel like it all I have. I mean, this is good deep on it. But I feel like there's a lot of like, especially in like higher end situations where like, oh, like, uh, do I belong here? Mm. Like, you know, you, this is you, I don't want to look like I don't belong. So like, are they taking advantage or are they just assuming that I can't? Like, I don't know. It has all, I got a whole lot of issues. That's why I like to eat tacos under my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have issues. I think it's totally true. And I think that it's very important to assert yourself in those situations. You gotta it's kinda like you're going to prison. You gotta shiv them before they shiv you. Yeah. That's the yeah. move. That's the move I'm in those gonna, places. I'm gonna shiv a waitress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they start upselling you, be like, listen, let me just tell you something. It's not about the money. And then you take out a hundred dollar bill and you rip it in front of them and throw it on the table. <laughs> And you say, it's about your fucking attitude. <laughs> and you, you turn into Brett Ernst halfway through. It's about your fucking attitude. I don't like it. It's a good Brett. It's a good Brett. <laughs> and then slowly uh, be like, do you have scotch tape? I just want to put this <laughs> back together again. I can Oh, uh, Courtney, this was uh, as pleasant as I knew it was going to be. Thank you so oh. much. So you're going to be on the next season of Cobra Kai, which comes out when? Do you have any idea? And even if I did, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, but it'll be out. And I'm sure all the people in the world are going to watch it again. Uh, you're so good in the show. You're so good. And uh, you're, you're even better in real life as you are in the show. And you're amazing on the show. That is a lot of niceness. I know. It's hurting me inside. Trust me. I will take it all back once we fucking press stop on this recording. Uh, what is? Where can all the people find you? Uh, currently, I'm in Atlanta in a carriage house. No, 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 Courtney, Courtney, no, no, no. Five six six North Dimitri Street. Uh, you know, can I tell you something? There was a guy that I interviewed. He's like a fa very famous food blogger in Iran. Mr. Taster okay. is his name. He's the best. He's amazing. But at the end of the podcast, I'm like, so, uh, Mr. Taster, tell everyone where they can find you. He's like, uh, okay, uh, my phone number is plus four six three eight two. I'm like, no, Mr. Taster, don't give them, <laughs> don't give them your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I want to follow him. I I could tell you it's Courtney Hangler at everything, but it doesn't matter. No one can spell Hangler, so 
I literally, for like, uh, probably up until last week, I thought your name was like Hangalanger. Yeah, and that's, I think, what I will, I think, when people are like, oh, you're a celebrity. I'm like, I'm not a, and nobody says that. I think it was just you and like one other person I met who was doing an interview with me. Um, I think when people know how to pronounce my last name, um, I think then I would have reached a new level status. When like my name and they're like, oh, Courtney Hangler. And I'd be like, yes! Yeah. Anyways, it's just, it just looks, it's like, what is that? That seems weird. That's, how many E's are in that name? I don't know. Hey, it keeps <laughs> us humble. Seriously, no one ever gets a dude right. So it keeps us humble. I always say a newt. I always say Dana Newt. I don't know why. I don't know why. There isn't even an N in my name, Courtney. It's just <laughs> an H. Point. An H is an N with a long thing <laughs> on the front. <laughs> That's a different issue. Well, I love you, Courtney. Thank you so much again. Take care. And I will definitely, next time I come to Atlanta, I will bring the Delta Tapas box off for you to put in your (laughs) fridge. (laughs) Thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. All right. Bye. Bye. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.